0: As many of you will know, uh, over the past week, uh, we've been doing our seven days of prayer, which is something that we do twice a, week, twice a year uh, in order to try and, and encourage us and remind us of the, the centrality and importance of prayer in our lives as individual Christians and in our life as a congregation uh, together. Uh, while it's really good to, to focus on prayer for this week, um, and while it's good to have reached the end of that week, uh, I want to to make sure that i don 't give the impression that now that it 's finished, we should stop praying uh, because the the opposite is true uh, in many ways. we want uh, our seven days of prayer to just be uh, a boost and a catalyst uh, to help us grow further in our prayer lives as a congregation because it 's so important uh, that prayer remains at the very very heart uh, of our life as a church and uh, our, our lives as individuals. Prayer is something we need to do every day. Prayer is something uh, that we need to think about as a church all the time, and prayer is something that we want to work at, and it's something that we want to invest in. Uh, Today, I want us to focus on a word that is probably always in your prayers, and it's always probably the last word of your prayer, and that's the word Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to turn back to Second Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to read these two verses that are on the screen. For, God, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. And then verse 20 in particular, for all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. We say amen all the time in church. But why do we say it, and what does it mean? That's what I want us to think about a wee bit today. Um, when I was young, I remember being told that amen means so be it, um, and in, in many ways that's, that's true. It, makes, it sense, makes sense at the end of a prayer. Uh, you're saying amen, say so be it, let it be so, and that's not wrong. That's, that's, that's a good uh, very good starting point, but as with many many other things in the Bible, uh, there's kind of more to it than that. And if we look more closely, we'll see uh, that this wee word "amen" is, is an absolutely amazing word. I want us to start off by looking at uh, five verses. Um, there's three, and then there'll be two more on another slide. Deuteronomy thirty-two twenty. He said. I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children in whom there's no faithfulness. Isaiah 65, 16, so that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth. Jeremiah eleven five. that I may confirm the oath that I swore to your fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. Then I answered, so be it, Lord. John 8:58 Jesus said to them Truly truly <clears throat> I say to you before Abraham was I am and then Revelation 3:14 to the angel of the church in Laodicea write the words of the Amen the faithful and true witness the beginning of God's creation every word there's an every verse there's an underlined word and each of these underlined words is the word Amen in all of those different verses. And so seeing that immediately tells us that amen is more than just so be it. It's a very rich and deep word, and it's well worth studying. So what exactly does it mean? Well, amen is one of the few Hebrew words that have transferred across to English. Um, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, the New Testament written originally in Greek. Uh, there's tons and tons and tons of Greek words that have come into English, but there's hardly any Hebrew words that have come uh, from Hebrew into English. One of them is amen. The only one, other one that I know is camel. So who knew that? Camel, Hebrew word. You knew a bit of Hebrew. Uh, There may be some more, but that's the ones I know. Now, Hebrew words work a wee bit differently to English words, and I think it's going to be helpful for us just to think about that for a moment. In Hebrew, you have what you call a basic root, which is is usually a combination of three letters, and then lots of other words are kind of built on that root. So it's almost like you've got a a kind of foundational uh, group of letters, and then lots of other words are built on that. The word amen comes from a root that basically means to be firm or to be able to give support, okay? So if you can see that there, the idea of being firm, solid, able to support. So in 2 Kings, you've got a related word that's used to describe pillars, okay? So you look at these pillars here, you think they're firm, they're able to give support. That's, uh, that's part of this word, this amen word family. Uh, in Numbers chapter 11, it's the, word fa- the word is used to describe a parent's strong arms holding a child. Again, you see the idea of firmness, support, holding a child so that they're safe and secure. So that, that amen word family is, is basically conveying the idea of being firm or solid, And from that, uh, Hebrew is then able to express various other things. So you have the concept of reliability. Uh, So firmness is something that you can rely on, it's a reason to be sure of something. That's why we had the word faithfulness uh, in that verse from Deuteronomy. Uh, It also conveys the idea of truth. So again, you think about it if something's true, then it's dependable, it's reliable, it's firm and stable. You also get the idea of agreement, and so that's why when you say amen, you're expressing uh, commitment and agreement to what's being uh, conveyed to you. You're saying that that's that's firm, that's certain. And it also conveys the idea of faith, sorry, I went too far there, Uh, conveys the idea of faith or trust. So again, if you think about all you people upstairs, right, you are trusting those two pillars, aren't you? Because if those pillars can't hold you up, well, in fact, no, it's not you people upstairs. It's the people under the balcony who are trusting those pillars, because they're going to be even even more trouble uh, if these pillars aren't able to hold you up. But there's that idea of trust, isn't there? Uh, you are you are putting your faith in the firmness and stability of something. And so, when it says in Genesis 15 that Abraham believed the Lord. It's the same word family that that word believed comes from. And that makes perfect sense. Abraham is is believing the Lord. He's convinced that what God is saying is firm, it's secure, it's trustworthy. And from that, we get the idea of seriousness, um, which is what we saw from the example of Jesus' words when he said, truly, truly, or in the old version, he used to say, verily, verily. In Greek, he said, amen, amen. And it's basically conveying the idea what this is, these words are solid, they're firm, they're reliable, you need to take them seriously. So when you hear that word Amen, I want you to be thinking in terms of firmness, certainty, and reliability. And on that basis, I want to ask the question: what does that teach us about prayer? Because we associate the word amen with prayer, and we will very often, almost always, end our prayers with the word Amen. And what I hope we can see is that this idea of firmness that lies behind the word Amen is immensely helpful for us to bear in mind when we think about our own prayer lives. Because when you say Amen, you're doing more than just telling everyone that your prayer is finished. And you're doing even more than simply saying, so be it. Amen is an incredibly Important word. And briefly, I want to give five reasons why that's the case. So, number one, uh, Amen reminds us of the absolute firmness and reliability of God. When you say amen, it's a bit like you're standing on a solid rock. Those of you who like going walking in Scotland, particularly those who maybe go walking in wintertime, very often it's a kind of squelchy experience. You can go walking through the hills, and the the ground can be boggy and soft, and you wobble, you slip, you stumble, you stretch. But as you go along, if you find a rock, it's completely different. If you get your feet on that solid rock beneath you, You are stable and secure, and your whole experience changes. When we pray, we are stepping onto a rock. We are stepping onto God himself. He is a place of total stability, a place of security and safety. And so when you say amen, I want you to be thinking in terms of standing on solid, safe, stable ground. Because that is where we are when we pray. We are on solid ground. In fact, we can never, ever be on firmer and more solid ground than we are when we pray to God. Every time uh, we pray, we are resting on His consistency, His power, His strength, His reliability. And that's such a comfort for us as we go through the, 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 the kind of chaos and instability of life. You can go through a week and you're just constantly swamped by pressures, by busyness, by all sorts of things that that knock you and can often leave you feeling as though you're sinking. And yet the word Amen is reminding you that there is a solid rock right beside you all the time. And it's just a prayer away. And so when you say Amen, you're saying to God, Lord, you are firm, firm. Unsecure. Number two, amen reminds us that we can lean on God. As we were saying, um, it's the same word, family, is the word for pillars, so the idea of giving support. If you look at these pillars, they are taking the weight of the roof and of the balcony, and then there's pillars below us taking the weight of this floor. These are, are, are holding up uh, the weight that's placed on on top of them. And that's a very comforting and important thought because so often we can feel weighed down by the burdens that we carry. So we worry about our, our loved ones. Um, we feel the pressure of work. We go to our inbox tomorrow morning and you kind of wince because you think, oh man, there's so much to do already. Uh, we can feel uh, concerned about our finances. Uh, we have the stress of work and life and all the busyness that brings, and we can have feelings of failure uh, or a stun prayed about and um, expectations that, that haven't gone the way we hoped. All of these things can leave you feeling so weighed down. And yet all the time God is saying to you, I'll take the weight. That's exactly what Jesus said when he said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, I'll take the weight. And so when you say amen, I want you to think of it as if you are placing the weight of all these burdens onto God. We're casting our cares onto him, as First Peter chapter 5 tells us. So as we pray, we can pour out our every worry, our frustrations, our fears, our disappointments, our concerns, our burdens, and our amen is reminding us that God will take the weight of these. We can leave all our burdens with him. It's always really important to remember that prayer is is much more about giving to God Than about getting from God. Sometimes we think of prayer and we think, well, it's just about asking God for stuff. Well, it's not really like that. And in many ways, it's far more about giving to God. And in prayer, we want to give God our best. So we give him our praise, our worship, our thanks, and our adoration. We want to give him our very best. But the amazing thing is, at the same time, God also wants us to give him our worst. In prayer in the sense that we give him all of our worries all of our fears all of the stuff that's really hard in life and he's ready and willing to take the weight so when you say amen you're saying to God Lord please take the weight of this for me number three amen reminds us of the seriousness of prayer Uh, I hope that already we can see that that amen is not a casual word. And Jesus makes that very clear for us because he uses it uh, as his introduction to the statements that he made, which were of the utmost solemnity and importance. As he said, amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. And so when we say amen, it should remind us that we're engaging in a serious business as we pray. So prayer is lots of brilliant things. Prayer is amazingly accessible. We can do it any time, any place, at any age, at any stage. Prayer is beautifully personal. We come as we are, and we are just completely ourselves before God. Prayer is wonderfully simple. You're just talking to God. That's all you're doing. And, and at the same time, God listens to us, to every word. Prayer is all these wonderful things, but at the same time, prayer is always always a serious business it's a serious thing prayer matters prayer is essential prayer is powerful prayer is precious and we must never ever forget that God takes our prayers immensely seriously God takes your prayers incredibly seriously now he's under no obligation to listen he doesn't need our prayers we've got no claim on his attention. He's under no obligation to listen, and yet he hears you with perfect attention and total devotion. No matter how poor or needy we are, the Lord takes thought of us. And so our amen reminds us that our prayers are not casual, and it reminds us that they're of the utmost importance to God, and they're also a way of us to say to God that we are taking our prayers seriously. So, prayers not uh, amends not just this kind of like final sort of tick off the list at the end of a prayer. It's it's a way of actually saying, Lord, I really mean this. I'm serious about what I'm asking. Prayer is an astounding privilege, and our Amen should always remind us of that. Number four. Amen is a statement of understanding and agreement. Uh, we see that often in Scripture. People use the word Amen to say that to express that they're in solemn agreement with what has been said. Um, we're going to see a very good example of this tonight uh, because Derek is going to be preaching on Nehemiah chapter eight. Uh, And you can see it here that uh, in that chapter, Ezra opened the book of the law in the sight of all the people, for he was above the people, and he opened it. And as he opened it, all the people stood. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground, the people affirmed uh, the truth of what they were hearing, and they expressed their agreement with the words that Ezra spoke by saying, "Amen." It's picked up later in the, uh, the chapter at verse twelve. They went away eating and rejoicing because they had understood the words that had been declared to them. So that "Amen" of the people was an expression of understanding, of agreement, and of commitment to the Lord. So, when we say Amen, when we read a passage of the Bible, uh, or if somebody's leading in prayer, then we are expressing our understanding and our agreement with that. And it's important to remember that because Amen is not like a mystical or magical word. It's about being firm, solid, and reliable. It's about truth, not about mystery. So, if somebody reads a passage of Scripture, When you say amen, you're basically saying, I'm standing on that. And when someone prays and you say amen with that prayer, you're saying, I'm standing on the same ground. And it's a great reminder that the Christian faith is not about vagueness or mystery. Christianity is about solid, clear, firm truth. And we saw that with the fact that amen and truth, it's all part of the same word family in Hebrew. Amen is a way for us to say, I understand that. And I agree with it, and I know that this is true. That's why there's nothing wrong with saying amen in a service. It can be out loud, it can be in your heart, but you're saying, when when you're hearing the word of God and saying amen, you're saying, I'm standing on that. I am holding on to that as well. And so when you say amen, you're saying to God, Lord, I agree with you. I am standing with you. So Amen reminds us of the firmness and reliability of God. Amen reminds us that we can lean on Him. Amen reminds us that prayer is a serious business. Amen is a statement of agreement and of understanding. Number five, Amen is a statement of trust. We said that when we were looking at the Hebrew word family. The the word Hebrew word for faith comes from the same family. That makes perfect sense. If something is firm, if it's reliable, If it's secure, then we can trust it. And so when we close our prayers with the words, Amen, with the word, Amen, we're making a statement of our trust in God. We're saying that we're convinced of the truth of all that he said in his word. That's why Paul highlights the certainty of God's promises in this verse. He says, all the promises of God find their yes in him. That's why it's through him we utter our, Amen. Amen to God. We're trusting in God's promises. We're saying that we believe what He says. We're also saying that we're committed to Him. We're not just affirming that His word is accurate, we're actually personally committing ourselves to Him and to what He says. And so when we pray, we're not putting God to the test, we're not giving a half-hearted request, we are wholly committing ourselves to Him. We're not just saying that He is the rock, we're saying that He is our rock, and we're standing on Him and we're relying on him. And when we say amen, we're saying that we trust God to answer us. We are expressing our understanding that he is sovereign and that we agree with his answer, whatever that may be. We're not demanding that our will be done. We're saying that we know that God will do what's best. So when you say amen at the end of your prayer, you're saying to God, Lord, I trust you. And that's a brilliant way to always end our prayers. So amen is an awesome word. It's a really cool word. Uh, it tells us about God, that he is firm and reliable, that he can take the weight of our concerns. It tells us about ourselves, that we are expressing our seriousness, our agreement, our commitment, our trust. And that's where we see that this word amen is actually binding us together with God. It's conveying his commitment to us. It's conveying our commitment to him. It's pointing to the fact that we have a relationship with him as our God. And that takes us back to the, uh, the blue circle at the top in the middle there where uh, this word amen conveys the idea of a parent holding a little infant in their arms. Because that's really what prayer is like. You are the child running to your Father in dependence and in need of his love. And God is the amazing Father who just takes you in his arms that are so firm and so secure, and he holds you and keeps you safe. It's an amazing privilege to be able to say amen to God. It's expressing a relationship with him And it's reminding us of his commitment to us. And as Paul emphasizes uh, in the verse that we've been looking at, um, or that we've been starting from, that all of that is possible because of what Jesus has done. All the promises of God find their yes in him. It's through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. So think of every promise that God has fulfilled in Jesus. His promise to defeat evil. His promise to cleanse us from sin. His promise to to gather people into his family from all nations. His promise to dwell with us. And his promise to be our, our God. All of these are fulfilled in Christ. It's in him that these promises find their yes. And that's why it's only through Jesus that we utter our amen to God. It's through Christ that we have a relationship with him. And so that word amen is a reminder for you of everything that Jesus has done for you. And that's why every time you say that word amen, you are glorifying God. It's expressing the fact that he has done so much for us through Jesus. We're glorifying him because we're expressing our total dependence and trust in the one who is firm. So amen is not just a wee word to end your prayer. It's not just a wee word with which to end our service. It's a brilliant word, and it expresses so much key teaching in terms of a relationship with God. But last of all, It also raises a really important question about how you respond to the gospel. The gospel is a message of God's promise to you. It's a promise to save you if you trust in him. It's a promise of eternal peace, eternal security, eternal joy, a relationship of immeasurable love, with God, and with every other Christian. As you sit here today, God is promising that to you, and He is offering it to you, if you're not yet a Christian. And the key question is, can you put your amen to that offer? So, when God says that, he has loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Can you put your amen to that? In other words, is that where you're standing? Is that where you're placing your security? Is that the rock on which you're building your life? And... It's so important to think about that because you really have to ask yourself, you know, who is getting your amen in life? We read the question from the New City Catechism about idolatry. Um, idolatry is trusting in created things rather than the creator for our hope and happiness, significance and security. Another way of saying that is idolatry is giving your amen to something other than God. And I really hope you're not doing that. Um, today God is looking for your amen. He's saying, I will be your rock. Stand on me, you'll be safe forever. Please, please give him your amen. Let's pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you for um, the fact that you are the one source of stability and security that we can find. We thank you that you've poured out your love towards us in Jesus Christ, that you have made and kept so many promises. And as we stand before you today, we want to give you a wholehearted amen and confess that, that we need you and that we're committing our lives to you And without you, we have nothing. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are our strength. And we thank you that we can come and pray to you and build our lives on you. So please lead us all, Lord, in your ways. Amen.